Okay, we are live. Is my audio okay? Okay, wonderful. All right, because I've been having to use my uh, my headphones, but for some reason I fixed it. Hallelujah. Anyway, we are Vaccine Information Coalition, and you're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which could be accessed live on prn.live, or you can call later at 641. 641- one seven four one two three zero eight actually you can call now that number six four one seven four one two three zero eight and listen to the show live later you can go on the front page of our vacinfo.org website and right underneath the little boy flexing his muscle you'll see an archive button that'll open up our podbean page which is what in the cell and you can listen to over four years almost five years in may of radio shows that you can download and share with friends I'm real excited today to have a sister in our ministry, Natanya, and I've already heard her voice, so I know she's here. Welcome, sweetheart. <laughs> Hi, Renee. How you doing? Yes, I. Uh, we had her on yesterday, kind of introducing her, and she just has uh, a lot of different uh, multifaceted pieces of wisdom I've discovered since I've met her, and I just felt that she'd be a wonderful person to hear um, her story and just let her share wisdom that she's developed through her experiences. So, Tanya, if you want to just start wherever, I think a good place to start is uh, what you had to learn through your children with the vaccinations. That's what this ministry is all about, is exposing the dangers of vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got eight children, and three of them are grown adults. They have children of their own. And um, back, see, I was barely 18 when I had my first child. And um, she's, I think, almost 30 now. And she um, has all all kind of health problems. She has multiple sclerosis, and um, which I didn't discover until many years later. Uh, We were estranged, um, my older three. And... um, my son has had all kind of health problems. <clears throat> He's in his late 20s. And my uh, youngest oldest daughter as well has had health problems. And I never tied. I remember when I would um, take them to get vaccinated. And I, I mostly, I was under pressure because I, I would receive that WIC program, you know, from the government. And, mm-hmm. of course, the nurses would, would be so insistent. That in order to get that, they had to be up on their shots. And I'd say even from the beginning, I felt very, I felt a lot of guilt holding my child, my children down to get those shots. But mm-hmm. you know, going against my conviction, um, and I, I wasn't a professed believer at the time, but I, you know, I would. And <clears throat> looking back, I, I recall there were several different instances when they had reactions to a shot, and I didn't even realize. That it was tied to it. Um, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm positive after after one episode of getting a shot that my daughter had the, the measles. I believe she had broke out anyway with the measles. And when I called the doctor and asked him about it, and he he and I, I did think that one might be tied to her vaccine. And and he said, oh, it's nothing to worry about. She got the high fever and everything. And then it was um, shortly after that. Um, I don't know, maybe another six months, she had got more shots, mm. and one of her legs swelled up, <clears throat> huge, but the whole thigh and the foot and everything. I went to the doctor, and she told the doctor, she said that her daddy had, had shut her foot or her leg in the refrigerator. I was like, no, 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 we didn't. And it was about, it had been about two weeks since she'd had a shot, so I didn't tie it to the shot. And then, um, so they kind of questioned me a lot. They thought maybe it was, you know, abuse or something. And and then, like, two days later, her other leg swelled up. The first one went down. The doctor told me to give her aspirin, and which wasn't recommended much at that time. And so I gave her aspirin. That leg went down, and the other leg swelled up. Mm. <clears throat> and I was like, well, it's obviously not, you know, whatever somebody thought it was. What's wrong with my child? And they couldn't tell me what was wrong. I gave her the ask, continued to give her the aspirin. And um, 
And back then, that's when they, I don't know if they still do or not, but that's when they would get the shots on the top of the thigh. How they mask the symptoms. I mean, obviously, you know, fever is our creator's way of, if we're exposed to something unnatural like he intends through the mouth and the nose, our body is designed innately to run fever. Well, that's exactly what the aspirin does. They have me give my baby girl Tylenol before I gave her her vaccine. So it's archaic. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it completely fights them, the body trying to fight it off, even. Exactly. It's, it's suppressing the body's innate ability. That just shows you, and that's what we teach in our healing ministry, is that the body has the innate ability, and they go in total opposition of our created master physician, Yahuwah's creation. You know, everything the drug companies teach these doctors, these pediatricians and medical doctors and nurses, is working against that self-healing doctor they're led to believe evolution when they come out of medical school they're not you'll find very few medical doctors that are actually even believers most of them are evolutionist or atheist yeah yeah and even when i have found christian doctors they they don't the bible is no part of their practice at all Exactly. Well, they're not even taught. Um, they're not even taught. We have on our website on the um, I'm going to go to the website real fast to read it. But on the um, about link, I believe it is. Uh, let's make sure. Anyway, the whole Hippocratic. Uh, oh, no, educate. It's under the educate link on our vacinfo.org website. We have a, um, a the Hippocratic Oath. Listen, and, and my nurse, Rachel Seller, forensic nurse Rachel Seller, I've had her on a past show, and she admitted when I read this, this oath that every nurse and doctor have to say before they get their license, she admitted I had to say that. And she even said, for you believers out there who are doctors or nurses, you can repent. So mm-hmm. she, she, she acknowledged that was my second witness, not that I needed one, but this came to me and this is what they say before they get there. This is the, what their Hippocratic oath is. It's not just first do no harm. Like everybody knows they say yeah. this, I swear by Apollo physician, by Asclepius, by Hygieia, by Panacea and by all the gods and goddesses making them my witnesses that I will carry out according to my ability and judgment, this oath and this indenture. That's how they start their so-called Hippocratic oath, their sacred oath. And it's designed to work against the body's self-healing doctors. So that's why these doctors forced us to give our babies something to suppress the body's innate ability. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, if you think about it, it is like an altar in each of their, um, rooms where they have that table you put your baby or your young child on the table it it literally is a sacrifice it is putting them to my to my understanding it's still putting them through the fire you know the child screams and it's a very demonic setup and um even scripture talks about you know that someone can't serve two masters so if they're worshiping all these gods they are not following the creator the one that made us that's right. They're going in total. And it even tells us in Revelation 1823, I think I read it on the podcast yesterday, by thy sorceries, all nations are deceived. That word sorcery, Daniel, breaks down to pharmacus, pharmakia. My husband used to teach uh-huh. this. I mean, they tell us, and I mentioned yesterday too, and this is something that my late husband taught as well, antibio. Antibiotics, antibiotics, that means against anti-bio life, antihistamines, decongestants, protease inhibitors, beta blockers. They're telling us, they're telling us that's how dumbed down they have the masses via flu shots and fluoride and GMO food and everything they do, the chemtrails and everything else they do to our frontal lobe. They have us so dumbed down that the average person out there believe doesn't even see this doesn't even see what it's saying what they're telling us slapping right in our face you know we're victims unfortunately yeah yeah and i don't i don't know that i ever would have really seen it had i only had one or two children unless something detrimental you know um would have happened as in the case with your daughter um i don't know that i would have seen it or, or ever connected the health issues that my children have to the vaccines until I saw it, you know, more extensive with some of my, a couple of my younger children. And it was, 
obviously associated to the spot. Um, Absolutely. Even the multiple uh, sclerosis, uh, was it multiple sclerosis or dystrophy you say your child has? Yeah, MS, multiple sclerosis. MS. Yeah, I mean, they're all just different labels, and we cover that yeah. clearly on a past radio shows. They're all cellular malfunction, but they've been vaccinating us since the late 1700s, and something fathers opened my eyes to is that even these genetic so-called diseases, now multiple sclerosis is not, but like multiple dystrophy is, cystic fibrosis is, uh, babies being born without limbs are, uh, you know, Down syndrome is, he has revealed to me that that is genetic vaccine damage, generational vaccine damage, because we have to remember we got both sets of our mother and our dad's vaccines passed down to us. Uh-huh. And not only are they using all the heavy metals like the mercury, the formaldehyde, the aluminum, the antifreeze, and all the witch's brew, I call it, in the vaccinations, but one thing I didn't know until later on after my eyes were open through my daughter's injury is that they use live mediums to make these vaccines. So it's all laboratory made and like they use the jugular of a horse with the dpt vaccine they use aborted fetal tissue with the mmr vaccine they use the kidneys of monkeys for the polio vaccine so basically we've been you know when they use and even the smallpox was horrendous how they made that through sheep and my uh, all kind of different animals they transferred it from my husband's done a whole presentation on it it's on the radio show but anyway so we're passing that down they're changing our genetic makeup even prior to this new hoax of the covid i mean this yeah. is like a real game changer because this is literally you know messenger rna it's going to literally change your dna with with nanobots i mean this is not, they i can't believe they're even calling it a vaccine because i've been teaching this stuff for over 20 years um but just the vaccines before the hoax that's going on today so we have our parents our grandparents our great grandparents our great 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 you know what i'm saying since the yeah. late 1700s yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure, like, if my great grandparents had them. I know that my grandparents had um, the scar where that they did the multi shot. That's the smallpox. Yeah, the smallpox vaccine. Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah, but even just compounding toxins, I mean, but I'm just trying to say that these so called genetic diseases like multiple dystrophy and cystic fibrosis and all that, that father's revealed to me clearly, he doesn't make mistakes. He's our master physician. Like a broken arm or a cut in the finger, our body knows what to do. My my sister or my one of our patients, our clients, Araceli, just cut off her finger and it's growing back. Just like an iguana's tail grows back if it comes off. So again, our creator is perfect. You can't perfect perfection. Babies don't come into the world and just wake up one day and die of sudden infant death syndrome. Or now adults are being told to have SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, which is insane. Why all these athletes and everything are dropping on the field. It's a joke to us, to us parents who've been fighting this fight for so long. It's really a joke. But but even these generational vaccine damages fathers revealed to me is from the the, 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 the vaccinations for sure. Yeah, yeah, and she, and she continued to get um, flu shots every year, and, and, and I mean, they knew, by that point, they knew how I felt about vaccines, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're adults, they make their own choices, but she would also get the, the birth control shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, and all that adds to it. All that it's compounding toxicities to the cell is what we teach, and compounding insufficiencies. I mean, even me, I was on birth control for over ten years, and my eyes are compromised because of it. Um, so definitely, other things add more toxins. But you set the stage. I've been my eyes have been open to the, the, the setting that the stage is set up through the the life of the flesh is in the blood. I mean, Yah gives us live blood uh, when he creates us, and, and that's where our flesh, that's where our life is. And what other way would the enemy want to come after our Savior who had to shed his blood for us to rebridge the Melchizedek Covenant? But what better way to get us from Lucifer but by the blood within three hours of birth or even in vitro? They're vaccinating even pregnant women now. So on top of the, the generational vaccines being passed down for generations, also they're targeting pregnant women. They're trying to give the COVID hoax poison to pregnant women. Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane. I remember 
um, with my, with, uh, what is that, fourth, fifth daughter, um, I was starting to catch on to things more by then as far as, you know, when they're offering the chicken pox shot. And it's like, all right, I had the chicken pox. It was not deadly. Why would you even promote that, you know? And but they would promote it as if it was deadly, but I know. I, it did my brother. And so they, but they tried to get me to take the flu shot repetitively with, with her. And I just, you know, the whole idea, I don't know why, because I did, I was still getting shots for, you know, my children at that time. But I, I just had this feeling like, no, not, not while she's in the womb. That's, no, something's wrong. And they right. got very, they got very mad about it. Oh, yeah. How dare you question like their authority? Those kind of mothers. <laughs> That's how, that's they, how they, they get us to move. They, they get us to move by They yeah. sent me off the room by myself and then sent mm-hmm. the doctor in to go ahead and try to convince me. And then he spent another 20 or 30 minutes trying to convince me to take that shot. And, and she's like 14 now. So this was some time ago. I, I saw a big difference between the shots that they would push. My older children and my younger children are like 10 years apart. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can tell even doing that then the changes in the medical profession and how much more and how many more shots. How many more exactly? Years before, and it, it's like okay. My other ones at that point, I still thought they were okay. They weren't having as many long-term things. Well, that's what I thought anyway. So getting back to like my older children, my my oldest son. He would have episodes where he would faint sometimes. Usually it was over something, um, you know, like if he saw blood. Say he hurt himself or something and he saw a little too much blood, he would faint. But it wasn't the fainting that part that bothered me. When he would faint, he would have these little mini seizures. Mm-hmm. In his head and he would hit his head on the floor. And that was happening clear up until we had divorced. And so he was around 10 years old. He was still doing that. And then he has a lot of... Um, Seems like it seems to me like the vaccines seem to affect the brain more often in boys, and the and the uh, organs more often in my girls. That's what it just seems like. It's more of yeah. A- the brain. I covered this in the presentation. I just added our presentation, by the way, to our front page and to our about link. 2014 but i cover how boys hold on to the mercury more that's dr boyd haley's research because in my presentation that i've been doing for over 20 years in honor of my baby girl speaking the truth with love i kind of brought the medical doctors to the face of the misinformed because back then like myself most people believe medical doctors are god so i felt i've got to bring the medical doctors to them because plenty of medical doctors like the first one was dr andrew wakefield Back in 2001, we had him in South Florida, and 600 parents came to see his research. He was listening to us parents, studied nine children, and found out the MMR, the three live viruses, was causing what's called uh, assertive colitis and intestinal swelling in their intestine, the three live viruses all at the same time. So I just added the presentation to the website. That's great that I can say that because I just added it before the show. Um, We also just started a BitChute channel. I finally figured out how to upload videos. Hallelujah. Um, (laughs) Because they took my YouTube video off since 2012, Natanya. I had a video up from 2012 at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London, England. Howard himself, I believe, Harold or Howard was his name, the dean. He emailed me and asked me to come teach his students the dangers of vaccination. So Gary and I turned into a vacation. Well, one of the students filmed it and put it on YouTube. It's been on there for 10 years. And just a couple months ago, they took it off YouTube. (laughs) So So I I was honored it's not back on. Well, they're not going to put it back on. I had no copy of that one, but that was not really a professional one anyway. So there, whoever's listening, that that's not in favor of what we're teaching. Um, I have so many DVDs. Yahuwah is so perfect, of course. <clears throat> and he he's who's been fueling me for a very long time. And when he's with us, who can be against us, right? Anyway, so... Um, he had me film and chiropractors and different people film so many of my presentations because I ran from father. After Casey died, father 
put me in front of an audience with a chiropractor and a little small audience. And my mom, mom will tell you, I ran out crying, screaming, saying, I can't do this. I stuttered. I was not a public speaker. I put the dad of my children as the president of the nonprofit and everything. I was the vice president. I didn't care about me because I was a stutterer. I'm not intelligent. I'm just the mom, right? And do you know, Father threw me out there. So over, I started speaking probably in, gosh, 2006 or seven, maybe eight. So um, I have so many DVDs of, because I was all over the world. And the best one that I did was in Salem, Oregon. Mark Krell uh, was coming to T4 at the time. And Mark Krell asked Matthew if we could videotape it at the, at the studio he used to be in. And they sponsored it. And it's a very professional video that my friend Larry just had me, just taught me, or he's teaching me. He did these. I gave him about probably 20 DVDs. And that's only half my, not even half my Tupperware. I have so many the DVDs of mine and Gary's presentations. <laughs> so, so what he's doing, Father is so good. So what he's doing is, yeah, is he is allowing, he allowed Larry, and people are probably going to think I'm like completely an idiot here that this is like big news, but he was able to put my DVDs on MP4. <laughs> so, uh, I kind of sound intelligent now, but yesterday I did not. But anyway, MP4, MP4 is is not MP3 is where you can. Anyway, MP4 is the video. So he has now allowed me to take. I watched several of my presentations, kind of flew through them because they're all about the same thing, but some of them are more professional in different years and stuff. And I found the most professional looking one, which was from 2014 in Salem, and that's the one I just added to the front page of vacinfo.org. And also the uh, about page. And um, I now have a bit to channel, but just today I was able to upload it as the first video. <laughs> so, so anyway, it's father's getting this information out. And just so I'm, since I'm on a roll here, one more thing that he's doing this week too, hallelujah, is he's allowing my husband's what in the cell is going on book to be uploaded to Kindle. You know, Gary was writing this book since the day I met him. 15 years he was talking about writing this What in the Cell is Going on book, and he never got to do it. He got to put the, he put a CD together, and he wrote another book called The Battle for Health is Over PH, but he never got the cell book done. So this Scotland writer, editor, has contacted me since Gary's passing, didn't even know Gary had passed, was doing it just to help Gary. Um, long short, now he knows, and he, he's he's behind me. He's letting me make all the profits on it. I have my bank account affiliated with, with Amazon that's going to go right into the bank. And as soon as we get this loaded up, I'm just waiting for the back of the published book, because I guess with Kindle, you can also buy a paperback or a hardback, they're saying, the guy that's helping us put it up there. And um, he, he needs a cover, a back cover. So Anthony's working on that right now. And as soon as that's finished, we're going to be on Kindle. And people can buy, you know, for very little, uh, the book on, um, and we do have a lot of the chapters that Anthony sent me over the of the last couple of years from the book on the treatment link of vacinfo.org and on the front page of phcelltalks.com, which was Gary's website, all but one chapter. I guess I have to put up there. He sent me last week. I haven't put up yet, but anyway, so lots of good things happening. Hopefully that's going to bring some finances in here to help us get this truth out in the Tanya, because, you know, We've been teaching this a long time. We are victims. You know, I, I held my baby down thinking I was doing the best thing for her and, and had to learn the hardest way possible by allowing her to never speak. She was in a diaper drinking a bottle to the day she died on four, 10 days after her fourth birthday. And it took, but it took her experience for my eyes to be open. And this is all the way back in 2000 and, and 2000 and 1999, excuse me. And now all these videos I'm making copies of are going to be added on BitChute, even Washington, DC. I just was watching a video when the, the show started, I had to turn off of one of the other ones he made for me on MP4, which was when we did the rally called uh, find the cure or know the cause, find the cure. 
and, and on January 8th of 2003, I'm getting ready to upload that video to our about link. So big things are happening with us right now. So I'm so happy that you're our guest today. And I'm happy that you're coming on board with helping be a voice because we need voices. These babies don't have a voice, Natanya. We need to be their voice. They don't have a choice. We do. You know, I find it is kind of amazing. I was passing out several cards for Info for a while. But the amount of people that look at the card and just shake their head and like, I'm not interested. I, I can't believe that personally because I always had that feeling, that, that twitch in my stomach having to do it. If someone would have offered me information, I'd have took it like that. I'd have looked into it. I'm, I'm certain yeah. of it. And yeah, so so many people just have that blind trust with medical doctors, and those are the ones we're trying to wake up on both our podcast yesterday and our show today. Um, and Gary Knoll with Progressive Radio Network, we're all trying to wake up those ones that haven't been just totally dumbed down to where they just want to not look into anything themselves. They want to blindly trust their doctor. But I have to admit, as a victim, it was easier. Ronnie came in. The, the, my dad and my children walked in. My mom reminded me this a couple years ago because I had forgot about it. He walked in when I was pregnant with Casey because she was my first child and said, Dr. Frank and Dr. John, because he worked at a chiropractic office. I put him through massage therapy school, and that's where he worked at, a chiropractic office. And he said, John and Frank are telling us to look into the vaccines. I'm pregnant with Casey when he walks in. And my response to him was, I would never be a negligent mother and not vaccinate my child. His mother was a nurse. We were, they were, we were very much into medical doctors. And that's just the average person out there. But if somebody would have handed me my, the card that I've been printing for over 20 years and sending out for free all over the world, packages of 100 cards, don't even charge them for shipping. If yeah. someone would have handed me that card... I would have not only saw the back of it with the poisons, but more importantly, I would have had somewhere to go besides my immunologist pediatrician, Dr. Eisenstein, Dr. E, we called her, told me Casey would die if I didn't vaccinate her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally screamed at me because I had canceled the the appointment the week before because Casey had a runny nose or something from another vaccine. I now know. So she didn't feel good, canceled her appointment and rescheduled it for the next week. And I remember Dr. E backing me up against a wall and just making me feel like the most negligent mother ever. Because do you realize your daughter could have died in this last week? Screaming at me. Have you? I've been in third world countries and vaccines are, I mean, uh, diseases are killing babies and just all this indoctrination that, you know, as a new mom had me shaking. And, and that's what they do to us. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have, they would not make the kind of money that they make if, um, if they did not have the vaccine program. Because when I quit vaccinating, when we quit that, my children weren't sick all the time. Exactly. It, it exactly. went away. I mean, they were sick constantly. Ear infections. Yeah. That's right. And, and they actually get me. paid. They get I, paid a I, financial cigarette for most of my life. And they would blame it on the fact I smoked cigarettes. Oh but amazingly, even though I still smoked, when they quit getting these vaccines, they quit getting infections. Exactly. It did not, it did not have to do with, with my negligence. It had, well, not to say it's healthy or good for them or anything of that nature. But they right. blame well, the parents. They find any little thing and they will blame the parents. Right. And what I actually teach in my presentation or is just wisdom again, pediatricians, not only are they financially influenced per vaccinated child, I mean, they're literally they get a percentage from the drug companies for a certain percentage over vaccines. They told me that they could no longer treat my son, Corey, who was 20 months younger than Casey, who had no vaccines because I learned the hardest way possible to the death of my first child. So I have a 25 and a 22-year-old with zero vaccines. Hallelujah. They told me that they could no longer treat him if I did not vaccinate him, as if they paid me. Now I realize I would have looked at him if I would have known what I'd done. First of all, I don't go to pediatricians anymore because they're vaccine clinics, I've learned. They're not even doctors. They're just vaccine clinics. I went to a family doctor. But if I were as educated as I am now, I would have looked at him and said, uh, excuse me, don't I pay you to take care of my children? 
how are yeah. you telling me that I can't see you anymore? And and if they believe if they knew their vac if they believed in their vaccines, why would my unvaccinated child be a problem? Because the vaccines are supposed to protect you, right? Yeah. 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 One one of my last trips to a pediatrician, I think it was the last trip to an actual pediatrician, and my daughter had something going on and I, I felt like I thought it was something more bacterial. But I couldn't find like the signs for strep in her throat. But it seemed like it. She was running a fever and stuff. And I hadn't vaccinated for some time. And we had already quit that, uh, like, probably two to three years. And they, you know, started asking about all that. And I, I said, no, we don't, we don't do that. I said, I, I just need to have her um, throat checked, you know, have her checked out, maybe some blood work or something, um, because I just feel like there's something going on. And she told me that she would do it this one time. But that she wouldn't be able to see me again if I wouldn't vaccinate. And she kept on saying how, you know, my children could die and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, well, my children almost died once from it. And they told me they couldn't do anything about it. They were on oxygen for two weeks, two of them. And um, they had given them the RSV flu shot, which mm -hmm. I told them. They were not to give them anyway when they got their other vaccines. They did it anyway. I later found out. And um, so I, I finally, I got tired of arguing with her. I said, look, if you will fill out a piece of paper for me saying you will be personally liable if there are any injuries whatsoever and that you will pay for those injuries and reimburse me for those injuries, we'll get the shot. And the look on her face, her whole face, her countenance, which I would have done it anyways, but her countenance dropped. And she's like, I can't do that. I'm like, right. I said, well, you don't believe in what you're doing then. Exactly. They don't believe in it. I mean, the fact that they 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 want to they want to uh, alienate unvaccinated children that makes no sense. I mean, they're admitting their vaccines don't work. If they truly believed in their vaccination, why would an unvaccinated person put a vaccinated person at risk? So they're they're admitting we're poisoning your blood, and we don't even believe they work. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She's like she says, well, you know, I'll send someone in. We'll get the blood work. And and while she was gone, I was thinking. Man, you know, these people can, you know, so if they find something in her blood, they could say, well, you know, she's going to have to have some kind of treatment or whatever. And so when she came back, I, I said, uh, well, actually, we, we went ahead and left, went to the front desk. I said, I, I don't think we want the blood work today. I, 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 think, I think we're fine. I think we, we are going to go home. And everybody was giving us the weirdest kind of looks. But I thought, you know, that's what gives them the power to start with. As parents, you know, we, and this was before I knew to sign UCC 1-308 so that I would reserve my rights. I didn't know that yet at the time. And all I could think about was if, if they get my signature on something and then they find something, they can take over and do whatever they want to do. So we went home and I just put my daughter on some different herbs for, um, you know, back, both bacterial and viral. And she was fine within couple days she was feeling better the fever was gone and so i mean just getting paranoid thinking that everything has to be handled with a doctor was like the biggest pump to get over but once i figured that out we have had very very few doctor visits of any kind um stitches once since then and my son who's mildly autistic he was like He's 16 now, but he was like three at the time, and he had busted his forehead open. Mm. And it was indoors. It was on a, a wooden piano, like a keyboard thing, jumping off the top of the bunk bed. And I, I had already started butterflying things and, and, and using comfrey to close wounds and whatnot. But because of the autistic side of it, he was picked and keep pulling the, the Band-Aids off, especially at night. And so his, his wound would like that again. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to have to do it. Um, so I took him to the ER so I wouldn't have to be a pediatrician and, and told him, you know, I just, I need some stitches. And he said, well, he's going to have to have a tetanus. And, I, and by this time, I had known to sign that way. And so I, I signed the paperwork that way. And I said, um, I said, no, he's uh, no shots. We just need stitches. And he 
fought with me for a little while. I said, I, I reserve my rights at the front desk. I said, I came here for stitches. And then he, so then he asked, he's like, well, do you want me to put him out? Or do you just want me to give him a local? And I'm thinking, well, they, they might stick anything in him anyway. So I, I was like, I had to get tougher then. And he's only three. He was little at the time. I said, just the local. <laughs> so that I would know what he would be giving him. And uh, it's a big deal. And my son was, was fine through it. He was a tough little bugger. And the doctor was not happy with me, but because I knew I had rights, he didn't question me on it. Good for you. Because I was nervous that they might call DHS or something because I wouldn't get that tetanus shot. And I, I said, it wasn't even metal that he busted his head on. It wasn't dirty. Mm. <laughs> well, you're lucky because I've talked to parents that have been in that same situation and have had their children taken away. Um, so, they, you know, I praise Father that you, you know, that he was with you and that you were strong and you had a not, you know, a, not a person that responded because a lot of times yeah. they turn against you. And now, since the Affordable Care Act we were talking about yesterday, that nurse whistleblower came out. I'm going to add that to the website or to BitChute link. I'm so excited about BitChute. I'm actually I'm adding videos as we're doing the show while you're talking. I'm so excited. Well, I'm going to have to figure out how to get on there so I can see them. <laughs> okay, there's links. I, I'm, I'm creating links. Anyway, I'm just so excited. I, I have to change the name because I, you can't really find it really easily. So I got work to do, but we are going to have our own channel. I'm so excited. Anyway, video channel. And I'm going to add, I'm going to add these things. Um, but anyway, uh, what we said, I'm so sorry, I lost train of thought. Um, uh, you know, uh, getting in trouble for not taking their vaccines or you know, their recommendations in the emergency room, you know. Oh, right. Um, so um, since the Affordable Care Act, thank you. Since the Affordable Care Act came out, this nurse whistleblower that we're going to add to BitChute, she actually said that they must ask, and it's so funny, I didn't say this yesterday on the podcast, but Gary was in a septic condition. This is back in 2015, so his steroid abuse had already started affecting him like four years before he actually passed away, his long-term steroid abuse. But anyway... I stayed at the end of his bed because he was unconscious the first two nights and it was a it was a room of just men to the point where the nurse even told me, ma'am, you can't sleep at the end of your husband's bed. I'm like, I'm not leaving my husband and I want to know everything you're putting in that IV. So I was like on her big time. And anyway, I heard as I'm sleeping on the recliner chair, father allows me to hear two or three men they brought in over the couple days and they asked the first question have you had your tetanus your pneumococcal and your flu shot to the point where i even question yeah i'm like why are you letting me hear this to myself you know like why are you letting me hear this it was waking me up right yeah <laughs> and then this nurse whistleblower comes out like months after and says that this affordable care act passed and they're called biologics. We have to sign a form about biologics. And if we sign this form, giving them approval to give us biologics if need be, she tells the whole story that will be on BitChute soon. And they must ask you the question, have you had those shots? Whether it's a toenail ink, whether it's a whatever, a trauma situation, whatever it is, you go to the hospital, they have to ask that first thing since it's Affordable Care Act. And when you say no, that you haven't had those vaccines, a computer generates an order and they must give it to you without your consent or they lose their job. If you say no? If you say no, you haven't had it. And they don't have a tetanus shot. They have a DPT, diphtheria, pertussis, and tetanus, the same one, like I said yesterday on the podcast, they give two-month-old babies. Yeah, I, I have heard some seasoned some seasoned people that are getting getting more used to dealing um, with the healthcare system, and they just their, their advice is just go in and say, um, yeah, he's all up to date on his shots. Right, just I have all the vaccines I need. You don't have to lie to them. I have all the vaccines I need. We had plenty of shots as a child. I have the stupid thing on my arm too. Um, from the yeah. smallpox. We all had vaccines. I mean, even my unvaccinated children can say it because I nursed both of them. And that's that's Yah's vaccine. Our creator's vaccine to our babies is breast milk. 
Yeah. <laughs> so my baby girl, I nursed to 22 months, almost two years old. She was literally climbing on my lap, unbuttoning my shirt, saying, booby milk, mommy. I hope she doesn't hear this show. <laughs> Anyway, she would start unbuttoning my shirt and say, booby milk, mommy. And to the point where I would have to tell her, baby, no, no. And I had to, I had to like start weaning her, you know, at that time when she started talking, because it's an amazing difference because, you know, I did my own clinical study because I had Casey who was 20 months older than Corey. So I had a fully vaccinated immune system with Casey, my first one, and a fully unvaccinated one with Corey. He was 20 months old when she passed away. Faith came in five months after Casey died. I conceived with her. Um, anyway, for two years, I saw the difference. They'd run the same. They'd catch the same little virus the year before with some duck species in our pond. T Corey touched it. He was 400% testosterone. He touched some duck or something he was chasing and touched the feces and got what's called cryptosporidium. He ran a 10, 15-minute fever. Casey ended up spending a week at the highest hospital for dehydration for the exact same thing Corey Kittle in a, a little bit of a fever because of his unvaccinated, God-given immune system. Yeah. And then even, even at her death, Natanya, when they realized it was too late for her, when she was on life support waiting for my mother to come say goodbye to her first grandchild, um, I had to literally... Uh, have my brother Shane come to the emergency room and test my son because they said what she died from was very contagious because she passed from bacterial meningitis. And I was still ignorant back then. I was still a victim. And they take his blood. They take his urine. Two nurses, I'll never forget it because they ask, is he up to date on vaccines? And I had learned by this time he has all the vaccines he needs. So my head was yes. Because <laughs> I learned that year before when she was dehydrated, they treat us like the plague because they found that we were going to a pediatrician, a holistic pediatrician that knew vaccines belong in the garbage can. When they found out we did, they treated us like the plague. So I had already learned from that year before experience. Father was starting to open my eyes real fast. I mean, he really opened my eyes. Um, through my experience. So anyway, so they think he's vaccinated. Two nurses, they come back out and they said, not only does he not have a mono or bacterial meningitis, and mind you, he was drinking her bottle and playing with her the night before I called 911. So he, would, he definitely should have had whatever she had, okay? He would literally take the yeah. bottle out of her mouth and put it in his own, okay? Yeah. They said, not only does he not have these two diseases, but we've never seen purer blood in a little boy. They could literally see my son's pure blood from our creator, Yahuwah. Thinking he's vaccinated. So they made that comment. And in my presentation over the years, that's always given me the opportunity to witness to people at that time. If you guys are wondering how I'm here talking about the death of my first child and I'm still breathing after her passing, let me tell you why. And that always gave me the introduction to his name, you know, you know, we call him by his original name. For years, I was calling him. For 10 years, I was calling him Yahweh and Yahshua. But then when the Paleo-Hebrew linguist came into our ministry, he taught us Yahuwah and Yahusha, or, or Yahuwah and Yahusha. Um, but that always gave me the opportunity to witness to people because they all, you know, were in awe how I could, how I had the strength. But it was him who was in me with that strength. I could never do this by myself. I mean, there's many times, Natanya, I would say to him, not tonight, sir. I remember a Jewish couple in front of me, Dr. Abector and his wife at his office, they were sitting right under my nose, listening to the presentation. And I'm like, not tonight, Father, I'm not going to say it tonight. And he's he still makes me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they can't get offended. I'm in a position and I didn't, I don't play. It was his planning. Blame him, not me. Cause this is his, his planning. He made, he orchestrated all this. Trust me. I was a very happy personal trainer certified by the American council on exercise, getting people great results with their bodies. Okay. Loved what I did. Didn't rip them off. Got them great results, Spent lots of time with them, worked out with two of them. They paid me to work out with them. Loved my job. Okay. <laughs> And he goes and calls me <laughs> to be a John the Baptist for him, praise him. And I give him all the glory. I really do. I hope to I hope to reach people before they make the choice. We are victims, Natanya. You know, you didn't know what, what was going on before you blindly held your babies down. You know, I didn't know before, 
you know, Casey, you know, we're victims. And that's why I feel such a passion for father to provide the information to people. So at least they can make an educated choice. If they want to throw the card in the ground, go for it. But I can't tell you over the years how many people have called me and said to me, I found your card in my wallet from 11 years ago. (laughs) So my point is, is I tell people plant the seed and God will grow the seed because when Casey died, that's when I started talking to people and they ate, they, they looked at me like I had three heads, literally. Yeah. So here father's making it clear what I'm supposed to do and honor Casey. And I'm like, father, something's not working because they're not listening. They're shutting down. And that's when I called my cousin, Wendy, who worked at Crooks Printing. She was there for 11 years. She was Mr. Crooks, like right hand. I said, Wendy, we got to create something that penetrates that brainwashed wall that comes up every time you mention anything bad with vaccination. She calls his graphic artist. He's the one who makes the logo. And this over the years, I would just add ingredients, add ingredients. Like with Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, when I did a radio show with her in Tallahassee, I showed her the back of the card and she said, you're missing something. And I said, what? She said, E. coli. I'm like, Suzanne, that's poo. She's like, that's in the baby's new pneumococcal vaccine. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So the next printing, E. coli went on the back of the card. When the whole COVID hoax came out, now there's a nanobots, hydrogel, luciferase. I even have lucifer in bold and not even capitalized. Got a small L. <laughs> so I even put the COVID ingredients on the, on the ingredients in the back of that card. So my point is, is we plant the seed and father grows it. People over the years have put them in diaper bags and what to expect when expecting books and targets and Walmarts. I've gotten messages on our Vic phone screaming at me from Target managers, Walmart managers over the years saying, don't put your card screaming. You can't do this. I even talked to a Target manager or somebody one time and I'm like, sir, I'm in Florida. You're in Wyoming. I didn't put that card in your store. I sent that card to the world. So they have no way of finding out who's doing it. And people plant seeds. So just know that every card you do plant, father will grow. Even if they throw it on the ground, somebody else, a bum will pick it up and maybe not get a tetanus shot or maybe not go for this COVID hoax and, and everything else that's happening. So those cards are powerful. And I've been, like I said, for over 20 years now, sending them out for free. So praise yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are on occasion, there are on occasion people that, you know, still have some some mental capacity left. Yeah. Outside yeah. the box, the TV oh, box. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I actually walked up to a pregnant one time, pregnant woman one time. A pregnant woman, she's like getting ready to have her baby. And I'm like, ma'am, you might want to look into this. And I don't push too much information on it because our job is just to plant the seed. And she looks at the card and says, no, 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 I don't want to know that. And puts her hands out to me. Mm-hmm. Here she's pregnant, getting ready to give birth. And she pushed my hand away that she did not want it. Yeah. But, but that was us. Yeah. That was me. That was you. You know, yeah. so that's why it's, just, it's it's our responsibility. It's easier, it's easier to believe the lie until until it takes until it takes a lie for it. It takes a you know. I mean, like my son. I don't know if he'll ever be able to. I don't know if he'll be able to live on his own ever. Yeah. Well, we and, can definitely help him. We haven't talked about this, and we're running out of time now. But we'll talk about this later. Um, we can help because you know that's what my late husband. He taught me how to fix the vaccine damage. And now that he's gone because of his 10 to 15 to 20 years of steroid abuse in his 20s, um, I was with him 15 years. So him and I complimented each other very well. We had a John the Baptist message. I called my message the appetizer, his the meal. I called it a John the Baptist message. We did it at T4 years ago, many times, about two or three years, uh, uh, back to over 10 years ago. 
Um, anyway, my point is, is we had a major message that we did for Father all over the world, just providing all the facts to allow people to make. And there's a lot of people doing it. I mean, mine alone is just a little piece of it. There's a lot of um, Mary Toko. She's been doing it for a long time. She actually gave me her presentation. She had been doing it. She had five unvaccinated men because she was married to a chiropractor. Heard that of her children, so I just kind of made it my own and made it more about my personal experience. And she still does stuff, but there's a lot of people. Ingrid Castle with VacLib, Vaccination Liberation. There's a lot of people that have been fighting this fight for a long time. Gary Null, even Gary Null, the owner of the station. Oh my gosh, he's the, he's given me the voice to expose this truth that we're exposing right now. He's been he's been teaching health, natural healing since the 70s. So a lot of people have been doing what they have to do to. Uh, hopefully reach whoever will listen because so many so many don't but we have to reach the few yeah i noticed i noticed when i switched when i started out they asked if i was for or against vaccines you know and i i'd say well definitely i'm against you know i'm not and and i realized that i was getting shut down more often than not and then father showed me that he was allowing people to be vaccinated so they would come back to him and 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 so now when when people ask me that i say uh, i'm i'm neither for or against i said i am for informed consent oh, so wow. that they make their own choices and and know what and why they're making the choices they're making awesome well, now you can just give them our, our card and say go to this website to learn <laughs> Because I'm yeah, a little more passionate. I had to lose my child. So now I'm like, they belong in the garbage can. <laughs> they killed my baby, you know? Yeah. And they, I don't know what, I can't think of what that's called. But, you know, I, I've had eight children. I've seen it. I, I've seen, I know for certain what, what, what things that, that it causes and how it affects them. And yeah. it doesn't matter because people will view that and they'll be like, well, that's your child. That's your genetics. You know, like maybe you had something wrong with your genetics. No, yeah. it's, it's a Russian roulette is what it is. Casey's, Casey's mausoleum says God's dearest angel on it. He made it very clear to me when he took her from me that these were the children he was going to send to wake us up and to draw them closer. Now I see what you're saying. We're going to have to continue this because i got to close now. We just got we just talked on one little piece of the subject I wanted to talk to you about. So... <laughs> <laughs> So we got a lot to tell people, girlfriend. <laughs> so, and and again, Natanya's a sister in our ministry. I love her. And she believes like I believe. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs like I am. She keeps the Sabbath. She keeps the festival. She keeps the dietary requirements. Praise y'all. Um, and, we'll and we'll give him all the glory. Right, Natanya? <laughs> yep. We're in this together. Yes, yes. And we do respect and, and, and know that Matthew Nolan has a very strong anointing to teach the original comprehension and interpretation of Yah's scriptures, which confuses a lot of people, including myself, half my life. So we yeah. do agree on that as well. But we'll talk, if not next week. I might have Dr. True on next week just to give us an update of what's some new, new stuff going on I'm not aware of. Um, he's my informant, one of them. Um, but then maybe the week after I'll, I'll talk to you later about your schedule. And I'd like to talk to you more about what we can do for yourself and your children for not only the vaccines they've received, but even for generational vaccine damage. But thank you so much for taking time to be our guest today, Natanya. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yep, we'll have you again. You're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition, and our shows can be accessed later again at whatinthecell.podbean.com. Or on the front page of our vacinfo.org, that's V as in Victor, A-C-I-N as in Nancy, F as in Frank, O, vacinfo.org website. On the bell, on the it's underneath the belly. I used to be on the belly of the little boy flexing his muscles, but now it's underneath the the little boy flexing his muscles because I had to add some, make some changes to our front page. So the little boy flexing his muscles, right under there, you'll see an archive button. Click on that; it opens up that Podbean page, or you can even download if you have a smartphone. You can download the Podbean app, and you can put in "What in the Cell," and all of our shows for over four years will come up. 
Um, but you'll get to hear all the trolls because they pay a lot of people to badmouth us on that. But anyway, we're on every Monday at 2 p.m. And our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless.